Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. All right, now that has to be one of my favorite clips of all time, huh? Anybody else out there? How many Indiana Jones fans are there, huh? When I think about Indiana, that's one of the clips that stands out to me. Taking the leap of just, I can remember the first time I saw that, I was like, what is he going to do? Who would have thought Dr. Jones would have been so spiritual, huh? Man, I tell you what, leading us to in our discussion today. Well, today we're starting a new series called Step Out in Faith, all right? Take a leap of faith. Over the next few weeks, my prayer is that we would each take steps of faith or leaps of faith, maybe in our cases. Would we take a risk? Would we step out? As I was thinking, you know, Indiana Jones, he was taking leaps of faith for dusty artifacts, right? Things that maybe existed, maybe they're just covered in dust and maybe they'd be valuable, maybe they wouldn't. And he was willing to kind of just risk it all. And sometimes we can play it safe in life, you know? And we're just like, well, we're just going to protect things and just do what's status quo, do what's expected, do what's normal. But God wants us to step out. Turn to your neighbor and say, step out. Step out. Oh, turn to your neighbor and say, step out in faith. Okay? It's not just step out in what you see, but step out in what you don't see. Let's pray. Jesus, help us today. Help us to learn. Help us to grow. Stretch our faith today, Jesus. Without faith, it's impossible to please you, God. So I pray that you would increase our faith in you, Jesus. Increase our confidence in the God of the impossible, that we would believe that you can do all things, Lord, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So I pray, Lord, that you would grow our faith, you would increase our faith, help us in the places that we doubt, that we lack faith, and we ask that you would hear our prayer today. In Jesus' name we pray. And someone said, amen. Amen. In your Bibles, turn to Matthew. Somewhere in Matthew. Matthew chapter 14. Oh, yeah, it is on your outline there. So if you're following along, you can follow along on the back of your bulletin. There's some blanks there. And uh, what I think we're going to do, we'll see how time allows us. There's a few different stories I want to look at and then a few principles that we're going to look at. And then for the next few weeks, we're going to go deeper into each of these uh, stories, okay? So I don't have the time today to kind of go into all the details, but we're going to cover just kind of the big picture of this idea today. Is you with me there? The big idea And then the next four or five weeks, we're going to kind of dig a little deeper. Okay, dig a little deeper. And what's that mean for me? What's that? What's God saying? What's God doing in the story? So today you're going to get the big helicopter view, all right? If you've ever been on an airplane or a helicopter, you see the the big picture. Today we're going to kind of see the bird's eye view of what God wants to be teaching us today. So Matthew chapter 14, we see our first story here. And it's when Jesus is walking on the water, okay? Let's, let's pick up here. It says in verse 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. All right, just I'll pause right there. Just think about that. It's not just they're in this calm, 
area. They're in this, they're being blown around by the wind and the waves. We've had some windy seasons these last few weeks, huh? Trees down, limbs down. We were here Wednesday, no, last Sunday, we were practicing. The power went off and the wind was so strong and it came back on. And so they're in this kind of turbulent time. They're in the boat. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they said they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And Peter says this, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, come, right? And and Peter did what Indy does. He stepped out of the boat and he stepped onto the water and just like Indiana Jones, he was walking on the water. How cool is that? Right, and then the story goes on. He, he gets his eyes off of Jesus. He gets his eyes on what's going on, and he begins to sink. But, G, but Peter took a step of faith. I'd say he took a leap of faith out of that boat. He had to get out of the boat, out of what was normal, what may be comfortable, and he had to actually take that first step onto the water. Let's look at another story, Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3, the people of Israel have come out of slavery and Joshua's leading them into the promised land. How many want to go into the promised land, huh? We don't want to stay in bondage or slavery. We want to be in God's promised land. We are his promised, privileged people and he has a promised land for us. And so we see here in Joshua chapter 3, they're about to go into the promised land, but there was something standing in their way and it was a big river not just a big river. It was a big flooded river. All right. So uh, let's pick up here. Again, we won't, we're not going to read uh, this whole thing, uh, but there's a few thoughts. Uh, we'll just start. We'll see where it goes. Three, one. Chapter three, verse one. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. All right, so you see that? The Ark of God, he's giving them directions. When you see the Ark of God move, you are to move and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. All right, it speaks of faith, right? They're going somewhere they've never been, all right? They're following God's presence in the ark, and he says, I will lead you if you will just follow me. He says, but keep a distance of about a 1,000 yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Uh, let's skip ahead here. Verse 9, Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, you know, all these word, weird words, Perizzites, Girgashites, Ammonites, Jebusites, Termites. How many would like some termites expelled from your house? See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Not over the Jordan, not 
It'll cross a bridge. It'll go into the Jordan. You're probably thinking, what in the world? Now then, choose 12 men from 12 tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. As soon as a priest who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge. All right, I love that about the story. It doesn't say as they approached the bank, the waters receded. It says as they what? Stepped out in it touch the water they had to have faith they had to step out they had to touch into the water and say well god said it i don't see it but i'm gonna believe it i'm gonna step out the water from upstream upstream stopped flowing it piled up in a heap a great distance away to a town called adam in the vicinity of zarathon while the water flowing down to the sea of the arabah was completely cut off so the people crossed over opposite Jericho. We'll stop right there. The people of Israel, led by the priests of Israel, carrying the Ark of the Covenant, took a step. I'd say they took a leap of faith. They stepped out into that flood water territory. All right, skip back to the New Testament. Luke chapter 6. Again, we're going to look at these stories, and then we're going to look at some practical things the Lord wants to draw out for each of us. Today, Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. This is the Sabbath. Jesus is teaching the people, and Jesus is about to do a miracle on the Sabbath, which was like a, a no no in those days. You know, Sabbath, you don't do any work, you know. But Jesus, he's teaching them that the Sabbath, you know, is about honoring God and honoring his people. So let's see here in uh, chapter 6, starting with verse 6. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. So somehow this man was born with, you know, his arm was not quite as normal as the other one. It was a shriveled hand, a shriveled arm. And it says, um, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up, stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all. And then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was completely restored. But they were furious, huh? The religious people, oh, man, how could, he, how could he heal a Sabbath? But I love that about that story. It didn't say Jesus laid his hands on him and his, his arm grew. It said, he says, stretch out your hand. Take a step, take a leap of faith into the unknown. You know, it's God calling you. Jesus says, stretch out your hand. And the man stretches his hand out and he is healed. John chapter 9 <clears throat> Is this building anybody's faith today? <clears throat> Excuse me. John chapter 9. 
We looked at this story uh, during Easter, and I think our kids learned about this on Wednesday night. I think they were telling me about this story. So John chapter 9, as he went along, as Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Pretty gross, huh? And then he says this to a blind guy. Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. Okay, go, step out in faith, right? So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Again, Jesus' muddy solution could have been the healing thing, but it wasn't. He, he put mud on his eyes and said, go, walk, go, go to the pool, bathe in the pool. And he did, and he was healed. He took that step of faith. The last story, Genesis 22. Genesis 22. Step out in faith. Genesis 22. We see the story of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham, uh, had, God had promised to give Abraham a son, him and his wife, and uh, they had waited for many years. And finally, they, the, the, the promise arrived, the promised son of Isaac. And then God tests Abraham, tests him regarding this. It says this in Genesis 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. So he's telling him to take that prized possession and offer him to the Lord. Early the next morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey, took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place Sorry, for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham declares in his faith that we're going up, but we're both coming back. He knew God was going to do something powerful. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried <clears throat> the fire and the knife. <clears throat> Excuse me. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, "Father, yes, my son, the fire and the wood are here, but where is a lamb for the burnt offering?" Abraham answered, "God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out from heaven, 
Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. Isn't that powerful? The Lord will provide. And to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Five stories. We could read many more. We could look at many more. Five examples of stepping out in faith. Peter stepped out of the boat. The priests stepped in to the Jordan River. The man with a shriveled hand stretched it out. The man who was born blind went and he washed in the pool. And Abraham climbed a mountain with his son. What is God calling us to step out in faith today? Number one, what God tells you to step out of, step out of in faith. What God tells you to step out of, step out of in faith. When we're stepping out, whether it's it's a boat, whether it's the dry land, the priests were on dry land, they stepped off of the dry land, whether it's stretching out the shriveled hand, whether it's going and washing in the pool, whether it's, it's leaving your house and taking your son and hiking up the mountain, what, what all these examples are is stepping out of what is comfortable, what is secure, what is normal, what is maybe status quo, even if it's dysfunctional, it's, maybe it's your normal. You just know that's what you know to be normal. And so what, what God tells us to step out of, we need to step out of in faith. So the question is, what is God telling you to step out of today? What's, what comfortable situation, what normal situation, what secure situation that you might find yourself in that is God calling you to take a step or might I say a leap of faith out of that? The second aspect is this, is when God tells you to step out, step out in faith. When God tells you to step out, <clears throat> step out in faith, it speaks of what timing, all right? It speaks of immediate obedience, all right? Sometimes we know what the right thing is, but sometimes we're just not okay with doing it right at that time. Well, I'll get to that one day, God. When, when I have all my things Arrange when the kids are grown, when my wife has this, and when we have that, then I will take that step of faith, Lord. But is God calling you to take that step today? Oftentimes it is. It's more of an immediate. There are times where you know it's a season ahead, it's it's down the road, it's at a different stage of your life. But there's times where Jesus, like he did with Peter, just said, Come. All right. Peter asked Jesus, If if you want me to walk on the water, just say the word. And he says, come. He can say, uh, uh, yeah, next week I'll meet you right here, the same place, and I'll give you some walking on water lessons. No, he, he says, come. God said to the priests, step out. 
right? Don't wait till the flood season was over. He could have said that. Well, it's flood time now, and uh, let's wait until the, the winds and the waves dive down until the r- river settles, and uh, let's wait till actually the river is, has some, uh, you know, maybe a, a few feet that you can get through. And no, he says, it's flood time. It's harvest time. It's time to step out. It's time to step into the unknown. He tells the man with the shriveled hand, stretch out. Not next week, not, hey, it's the Sabbath, I'm gonna get in trouble. Let's do this tomorrow, meet me here tomorrow. Let's, how, can you be here at Tuesday? Your arm's still gonna be shriveled, so we'll just do this another day. No, he says, stretch out. He says to the blind man, wash. Now the blind man had mud on his eyes. I'd probably wanna go to wash too. Like, let me get this guy's saliva and his mud off my eyes, huh? God said to Abraham, climb. Abraham could have put that off and said, well, you know what, when Isaac gets older, when, when Sarah's, you know, when she's gone and she's not gonna miss her son, no, climb. Climb that mountain. These were all commands demanding immediate action, immediate obedience. Will we step out in faith today? Number three, where God tells you to step out, step out in faith. Where God tells you to step out. This speaks of the unknown, all right? It speaks of the risk-taking aspect of following the Lord. It speaks of what the faith journey is. He says, he says to step. You don't always see all the steps in front of you. You just know he said to do this, and I'm going to do it. So where God tells you to step out of, where he tells you to step out, step out in faith. For Peter, it was stepping out into the waves, right? He could have waited until they landed or could have had a different situation or scenario, but he says, step out onto the waves. The priests step out onto the floodwaters. The man with the shriveled hand, stretch out your shriveled hand. The blind man step out into the pool. To Abraham, step out and lay your son on the altar. Where God tells you to step out. Step out in faith. Faith is absolutely required when we step out because we are stepping into the unknown and trusting God at his word and that's what faith really is if we can see it if we can you know plan it if we can so well, if i do this and that if they, you know, then it'll work out then you know not much faith is required but when we can't see it when we don't understand it when it's an unknown thing when it requires taking a, a step of risk that's where faith is required we are stepping into the realm of the impossible Trusting the God who makes all things possible. So we're stepping into the unknown, not trusting in our ability or our, you know, goodness, but we're trusting the God of the impossible. Nothing is impossible with him. If he's calling me, if he's asking me, if he's telling me to go, if he's telling me to do this, then I'm gonna trust him that he will provide. He will meet me at that place, at that stepping place 
onto the water moment. And finally, number four says, how God tells you to step out, step out in faith. How God tells you to step out, step out in faith. This speaks of specific action. All right, we like to get creative when God's calling us and, you know, this is a very specific action God's calling each of these people to do. For Jesus, for Peter, it was to walk on the water. I mean, that's that is just crazy talk right there. For the priest, it was standing in the floodwaters. They could have come up with a different scenario. Well, if we just round this bend, we'll just dodge this river and no, stand in the floodwaters. Stretch out your hand to the blind man. Go and wash. Very specific. To Abraham, take your son and climb the mountain. Very specific action. How? Not where, not what, not the timing, but the specific action. How is God calling you to step out in faith today? What specific action is he telling you to take? There's a few different responses I want to talk about and I want us to be praying about this morning. The first is this, stepping out in faith when it comes to Jesus, putting your faith in him today. As Krista said, maybe there's some today that don't have a relationship with Jesus. I'd say that first step is take that step and put your trust in Jesus today. Maybe you're in that down and out type moment. Maybe you're on the mountaintop and life is just going great. We all need Jesus for the peaks and the valley. We just need the Lord in our hearts, in our lives. Take that step of faith. If you're still wrestling with your faith, I, I, I'd recommend two great resources I've come up across in the last few weeks. Uh, any Netflix watchers out there? Right, I'm going to try to remember these off memory. But if you if you're wrestling, you're like you know you've, you're interested in faith, you're interested in in the Lord, but you just you're just not sure. There's a there's two good things you can watch that help help you in your process if you're not quite ready to make a decision today. Uh, the case. For Faith, I believe it's called, is, is the one movie that's on Netflix. Uh, that's, that's excellent, helping to wrestle people wrestling with the, um, some of the, uh, the resurrection and, and the different aspects of faith. The other thing is, is, Genesis, is Genesis Literal, I believe it's called, talking about the creation and, you know, uh, you know is evolution true? Is creation true? And, and uh, looking at all that. So I'd encourage you, if you're, if you're Questioning, or maybe you're following the Lord, and you and you want to pursue that more in your in your learning. Then uh, take a look at those. But there's a, an actionable step you can step out in faith today with Jesus. Put your faith in Him today. The second thing is this: step out in your faith with Jesus. Maybe you're a Christian already, but grow closer with Him. Maybe it's God's calling you to share your faith with someone. Maybe God's calling you to to be more disciplined and, and growing with him by reading the Bible, by praying, by spending time in personal worship with him throughout the week. Maybe God's calling you to step out and serve in ministry, get involved, give back, use the gifts God's given to you, serve in ministry. Or maybe he's calling you to give financially to the work 
oh Lord, being obedient with tithes and with offerings. I'm going to hand out this uh, this card, this commitment card, and uh, simply called the Step Out in Faith Commitment Card. And the, the the title says this: Take a step of faith in the area of giving today. So this could be a lot of us. We could we could be thinking about different areas of our life. You know, pay, taking a step in our faith journey, taking a step of growing closer to Him. And one of the specific areas I want us to focus in on is the area of our giving to the Lord financially and calling us to take a step of faith in that area. <clears throat> and so there's five steps here. And as, as you're handing it out, as you see that, uh, we'll walk through this together. And I want us to just spend a few moments in prayer and uh, ask the Lord to help us take a step of faith in the area of giving taking steps of faith in our walk with the Lord. It's so, so very important. If you're like me, it's easy to get comfortable. It's easy to just know what we know and not step out, not stretch out, not stretch out that shriveled hand, not step into the waters just to stay in the boat, you know? Do I have any friends today? Sometimes it's easy to stay in the boat. But Jesus doesn't want us to stay in the boat. He doesn't want us to stay on the dry land. He wants us to step out and to do what only he can do through us, to do the impossible. I can look back at my life. It's those times that I took a step of faith and I didn't know, <clears throat> I didn't understand, I didn't see all the answers. I'm a ducks in a row kind of guy, logical, A, B, C, I need to see it all laid out. But following Jesus isn't always like that. Sometimes he gives you Q and you gotta trust him for A, B, and C, Right? And uh, so take a look at this card, taking a step of faith. And the, again, this is in the area of giving. Step one, this, this is for maybe you're not giving financially at all to, to the church. Step one would be saying, you know, I'm stepping out to begin giving financially to Faith Assembly, all right? You're just, you're just taking that first step. I, I, wanna, I wanna give back. I wanna give something. I wanna, I wanna financially contribute to the church, Step two would be going a little bit further. I'm stepping out, not just to give something, but to give specifically. I'm going to begin tithing. The biblical idea of tithing is giving 10% of our income to the church. And if you need help with the math there, there's a little calculator there. You just take your income and you multiply it by 0.10, and that's 10%. And you give that to the Lord, and you... We, we don't even talk about giving it. We just return that to the Lord. That belongs to him anyways. God's so good. He says, you give me, return 10% to me. I'll let you keep the rest. And, I, and I'll guarantee that that rest is gonna supply and provide all of your needs. If you're struggling financially, you say, I can't afford to tithe. Well, I'd say you can't afford not to tithe. You know, it's those times where we are holding on to everything. That's where we get into trouble. We can begin to mismanage our finances because we're not being obedient to the Lord with our finances. So if that's you, take step number two today. Just check that off and put your name. We'd love to pray with you about that. Step three is this. I'm stepping out in faith to begin giving to world missions and to continue tithing. So those that are already tithing today and you say, you know, I want to take that next step. I want to begin to support missions to the local church. You know, as so as the offering envelopes there, you would mark missions and you would you'd write that down. And again, maybe you're not prepared to give today, but uh, this is something you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna 
make a commitment and uh, you're gonna come prepared in the next few weeks. Step number four, I'm stepping out in faith to increase my giving to world missions and to continue tithing. So those that are already tithing, you're already giving to missions and God's calling you to step out and increase your missions giving. That would be you. You'd take that step. And the last step, step five is just called this. I'm stepping out in faith to give sacrificially. And this is where the faith is enacted because tithing, it is a step of faith, but it's more of a step of obedience, right? It's just saying, God, you know, 100% doesn't all belong to me. 10% belongs to you and I'm gonna be obedient to give that back to you. But when we begin to give above that, faith is enacted. We need, to, we need faith because we don't always see it. All right, so stepping out of faith to give sacrificially to the step out in faith fund. We're just calling it that step out in faith fund and to continue tithing. There's opportunities that come our way as a church to to do things and projects. And we did our renovations last year and these different projects. And uh, uh, these require finances beyond our regular tithes and offerings. So if you if you turn this over, the card over, this is a project that we've been talking about. And it's, it's called the Sanctuary Project. Um, you know, it's a very creative title, I understand. Uh, the purpose is to expand the ministry reach of our church and to create a more flexible and inviting space for worship, discipleship, special services, and special events. We want to renovate this space that we're sitting in here. We spend time worshiping and gathering. We want to include some more small group times. I had a couple in here. We're looking at their wedding and uh, I was just telling them some of the ideas that we had, they had, we had, and they were just uh, really excited about some of that direction as well. Project details. We're looking at equipment for live video streaming. We had uh, tested some some um, uh, cameras, and we're looking at uh, getting a better camera that way. Uh, carpet, chairs, like I said, round tables for discussions and small groups. Uh, diff- uh, improving our recess. Uh, would like to carry the carpet and the recess lighting from the hallway, uh, the ceiling, and some media improvements. And if we focus only on the equipment, then we've kind of missed it. And here's, here's, here's my heart behind this. Paul, with the Apostle Paul, when he was out sharing the gospel, he was using the technology of the day. His technology of the day was the Roman roads, right? Maybe considered our internet system of the day, our our modes of communication today. We have the internet and there's so many great, there's so many crazy things out there you have to be careful of, but it's a great tool to get the gospel out. And so, you know, as a church, we want to do all we can to, to use social media, to use technology, to use the internet, to preach the gospel, to minister to our family. There's, there's friends of ours that they might never come into our church, but if we share a post, if we share a video, if we share an article, they're going to watch it, they're going to read it, they're going to listen to it, and like, wow, that was awesome, that was powerful. God was doing something in my heart. And that's what we're believing for. Let's use the technology for his glory and his honor. And so that's really what's the heart behind this project is is stepping out and using our space, using our facilities, using technology to 
to preach the gospel and to also fulfill our vision, loving people to life in Christ. You know, expanding the reach that we have as a church into our community, into our neighborhoods, into our families, and into our the relationships that we have. So I'm going to have Krista come forward, and I want us to take this card and just take a few moments and to take a step of faith. What step of faith is God calling you to take today? I, I, I've talked long enough. There's lots of steps there. And what specifically is God asking you to take? And I'd ask you to prayerfully fill that out. Just check one off. You know, if he's asking you to take multiple steps and check those off, put your name down, write what step you're doing. And then when the offering plate comes by, just put that in the offering plate. Say, God, I'm, I'm committing to this. Our family, we're, we're taking a, a leap of faith. And uh, I, I, I don't always like to share numbers and things, but, you know, God's calling us to take a step that... We, we don't know where the funds are going to come from and where how it's going to happen, but we just trust him that he will provide. And so I, I'd encourage you, take a step of faith. Allow God to stretch your faith. And uh, it's those times, like I said, when we step out, when we do what we, when we step into the unknown, that God meets us and God does something impossible. to step in, to do what we cannot do, to meet us at our point of need. Jesus, increase our faith, increase our trust in you, Lord Jesus.
If you're here today and that step of faith for you is to trust Jesus with your life, ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, I just encourage you today in your heart today, say, Jesus, I trust you to be Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I step out in faith and I step towards you, Jesus. Jesus, help me to be a follower of you. Forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I turn away from my sins and I step out in faith towards you, Lord Jesus. Forgive me. Give me a new life. Give me hope. Give me peace. Give me your joy today. Maybe it's just for you as stepping out in your walk with him, growing closer to him, reading your Bible. Maybe God's calling you to to spend time reading his word, spending time in prayer. Maybe God's calling you to share your faith with a coworker, with a friend, praying for someone, serving in ministry. And then the next thing is that, that commitment card, giving. What step is God calling you to take? What commitment will you make today? What will you trust God to do? What will you believe God to do in your family? What would you God believe, believe God to do in the resources that he's blessed you with? What are the resources that you're believing God to provide for you? Maybe it's not, you're not, you're, you're promising to give something that you don't even possess. You're believing God to give to you. You're trusting God. God will meet you. God will hear your prayer. And God will provide all that we need according to his riches and glory. Jesus, I thank you as we take these steps of faith, as we make these commitments, honor our prayers, honor our steps of obedience. And God, would you do impossible things? Would you do the impossible? And would you do the impossible, Lord?